I am Cannibal, the Cannabis Animal, back at it again with another fucking edition of The Blunt Report. Yes, I am Cannibal, a.k.a. PR Dope, a.k.a. S.A. Way, a.k.a. a.k.a. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm fucking stoned to the bone. Alright, today we are going to be talking about New Orleans. New Orleans, the big fucking easy, if I'm not mistaken. If I fucked that up, I'm sorry. More, we're going to be talking more about uh, New Orleans in, in the uh, the whole voodoo thing. Of course, we're going to talk about the voodoo queen, Marie LeBeau, and a couple other things, you know, in between. Always with the fuckery, always smoking weed. Also, um, I just want to go ahead and um, talk a little bit about our sponsor. This uh, Blood Report episode is sponsored by Weed. Smoke it. <laughs> That's right. Grab your fucking bowls. Or excuse me, pack your bowls. Roll your joints. Prepare that. Prepare, prepare. <laughs> prepare those fucking dabs. Because we're going to get a little weird. With episode. Ipis- <laughs> Holy shit. With this episode of. Voodoo Orleans. That's right. And we're talking about that shit. But first. First and foremost. How y'all doing? I hope you guys are doing great. Hope you guys are getting busy. Work and play. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, can yak and all that bullshit. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you, hope you guys are staying healthy through all this bullshit. Looks like we might be going through another uh, lockdown. So, fuck. I'm going to be working from home for a while. It's all good. Gives me the uh, chance to do this a little more often. And, of course, you know, fuck around. Of course, I do my job. I fucking take it to the max every day. That's why I am where I am right now at my job. But I still fuck around. You know? Nobody knows any shit. Nobody knows. Fuck. Anyhow. That's right. Let's talk about sex, baby. Oh. Nah, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Sex and shit. So. I'm going to do a bit of a, a bit old paranormal shit. Little stories here and there. Maybe touch a little bit out uh, on uh, a cryptid sightings. Who knows? Let's do that shit. So, also want to say there's a future episode. I don't even know. I'm fucking stoned right now. I don't. Even, I don't even think I put out that episode. But there's going to be a future episode about the history of oral sex, cunnilingus, cunnilingus. Uh. <laughs> Oral sex, you know, giving the pleasure and shit, men and women or whatever gender you fucking identify with. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We will be talking about that shit in a future fucking episode about the history of the blowjob, history of uh, cunnilingus, you know, eating, eating the pussy, hey, eat the pussy, <laughs> all that shit. So it's crazy. It has a history all its own, very creative, and from the fir- very first fucking blowjob. Yes, in history. Dates back to Egypt. It really does. So, anyway. Let's get fucking weird with this paranormal news. 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 <coughs> so, check this shit out. Check this shit out. Um, <laughs> I guess, back in the day, in France, there was a little film show-ish thing. It was fucking weird. 1947. That act actually kind of predicted what 
what the kind of technology we would have today, which is, no, I haven't seen the whole thing. I know it's been doing some rounds on fucking Twitter, but it's pretty crazy. So, um, kind of like historic depictions of the future, and um, it's it's pretty crazy. So the um, the television show or fucking film it's called Oil de Domain. So television of tomorrow. So it was based on a short story by Rene Bar- Bargeville and produced by J.K. Raymond Millet. And it was just a depiction of future, uh, how the future would be, and maybe, you know, 10, 15 years after the World War II. So this was a four-minute clip, and like I said, it's been doing rounds on Twitter. And um, so, from what I've heard, there's a bunch of little devices that they present on that show or movie to depict on how the future would be like. Technology-wise, not all of them are really fitting to today, but there was... A one where they have a like, like a little. It looks like a little smaller, smaller than a, than a, the newer phones that you have today. But it, it has a little stick antenna sticking out of it, and there's like a little TV set in there. You know, people are glued to the TV set in a restaurant and all that bullshit, which is pretty accurate. And also, there is um, um, guys driving down the street, and he has a screen, a TV screen in his car. So fuck. That's pretty fucking accurate, you know? Um, uh, I don't fucking know, man. That's fucking crazy. Like I said, this shit is, is weird. I mean, of course, they might have just been thinking out, out loud, maybe having a probably possible idea. But um, there's also... Um, I want to also mention about the time traveler in... Suppo- supposed time traveler, excuse me. And uh, Charlie Cha- one of Cha- Charlie Chaplin's movies. I forgot what the fuck it's called off the top of my head. But, um, pretty much the scene is, um, the scene is in the Charlie Chaplin movie, people are passing around and shit, it's really crowded back and forth. So, and one of the, one of the people you can see is kind of stands out, um, out of the crowd. If you really pay attention to it, um, she looks like she has something in her hand. She looks like she's talking to somebody and this is not, and this shot is actually a real shot of people going back and forth. In the actual movie. So this lady's coming out. And she looks like she's talking to somebody. And it looks like a fucking. Like a modern mobile phone. So that's pretty fucking crazy. And the only reason why somebody. Got a hold of this footage. Or not this footage. But was aware of this. I guess they were remastering. uh, One of Charlie Chaplin's movies. Which happened to be this one. In HD. And they just fucking happened to see that. So I don't know if they put put it up. But that show was fucking crazy. It was pretty fucking nuts. I loved it though. So. There's another one, actually. Uh, this one I've seen a couple times on the internet somewhere. I don't fucking remember. Uh, probably on YouTube or Facebook or Insta, Insta shit, whatever. Instagram. And it talks about glitches in the Matrix, right? So, this glitch in the Matrix, so, or I, I guess optical illusion. I don't know how the fuck that happens, really. So, it shows a big fucking airplane, like an airliner, stuck in midair. So the fucking plane is stuck in midair, like that. Like if it was somebody, you know, if you're watching a movie uh, or, or some fucking video of a plane taking off, press pause and it just stays like that, like that, exactly like that. It's fucking crazy. Now I, I've never seen this vid- video before, but I've seen different videos, and it's fucking trippy. It's fucking super trippy because they stay in one place, literally paused, and and the rest. The fucking world is moving. 
They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, damn, stone as fuck. All fucked up. But nah, that's just crazy. Also, there's kind of another glitchy Matrix kind of fucking thing. I, I don't know. I'm, particularly this video that I saw was in China. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to be a fucking dick. Um, it looked like China because of the fucking um, lettering and shit. I'm not a fucking expert, but I was assuming. I think I may be educated enough to, to defer from or, uh, you know, tell which fucking Asian uh, language it is and shit. Anyway, <laughs> super stoned. So, I guess pretty much picture this. Sicily. No, I'm just kidding. Um, somebody driving down down the street, and I think it's like one of those traffic cams, right? So just regular traffic and shit on the street, and all of a sudden, um, cars they get fucking smashed. Like if they hit something, you know, that's not not even there, like an invisible barrier. That's just fucking crazy. So I don't know exactly um, the gist, but this phenomenon has I've heard happen in other places. So literally, it's a traffic traffic cam recording traffic, and then there's fucking couple cars on the street, and all of a sudden, bam, they fucking hit all at once, but they don't hit anything. It's like a fucking invisible wall. So that that's just fucking crazy. You guys check this shit on YouTube. I don't even. Know, I wouldn't even know how to fucking phrase that. You know, car hits invisible wall, and whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, <laughs> by all stone, smoking that shit, smoking that shit. Yeah, again, I'm not fucking hitting anything right now because fuck that damn got me fucked up. So I actually a couple, took a couple dabs actually. So yeah, I'm a little more fucking chitter chattery today, as you can tell. But anyway, that one's another weird one. Let's see if we can do a fuck it one about aliens. So this one doesn't really particularly uh, pertain to aliens, but it has something to do with that. So. If you guys know anything about anything, uh, SETI and all that stuff, search for extra for a search for extraterrestrial intelligence or something like that. I'm fucking. I don't remember. Anyway, this um, organization, you know, whatever it was, it was dedicated to finding pretty much aliens, extraterrestrial life, and these these uh fucking big old radio telescopes and all that shit. So they. They did a little a little thing, and they sent a message, which uh, which is known to be uh, the irreceivable message to aliens and all that stuff in outer space, and to see if, you know, one day somebody would respond. Now, initially, they said, oh, we just want to do it just to fuck around and to see if we we could do it. Yeah, well, okay. To inaugurate, inaugurate the uh, fucking opening of this place to do research, I think it still exists uh, to this day. Um, also... Um, the message was, um, it's, I don't even fucking know, I, I see it, I don't fucking know exactly how I would even fucking interpret that, I know it's based on math and all that shit and binary numbers and all that bullshit, but the gist of it is, it looks pretty crazy, um, in itself it looks kind of like an alien message and all that bullshit, so, but, I mean, if you take a look at it, if you guys look it up, it's pretty crazy. It it pretty much depicts, I guess, that double helix in our DNA or gene code or some shit like that. And of course, the, I'm looking at it right now, and it, and I don't know how the fuck it encodes that, but it look, it has like a little human, 
it's kind of like big, like big giant pixels and stuff. The whole, the whole, the whole thing looks like a little grid. And in the middle is a, a what I could see looks like a human form, and then, um, like the way they sent out the message, which well, I can kind of see that. Anyway, this message was sent, you know, way, way, way back in the day, and um, the 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 people that headed up this this um, message were uh, Dr. Frank Drake and um, Dr. Carl Sagan. If you guys know anything, anything about that, pretty famous guys. Um, so, um, yeah, they, they sent this fucking, this uh, broadcast in, in into deep space. And uh, it was like 1974. It was a transmission. And um, it says, it. I don't understand it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. So, a uh, little research that I was doing, it says, a set of one S, one dash S and zero dash S were combined into the famous six, one thousand six hundred six, one thousand six hundred seventy nine bit picture, representing a message from Earth to our possible extraterrestrial neighbors. So, um, their receivable message was sent in the direction of the the glob, globular star cluster M thirteen in the Hercules Hercules constellation, hoping to be heard by any kind of intelligent civilization living in the edge of the Milky Way. Pretty crazy shit, huh? And, um, it's fucking crazy. Now, the fucking crazier part. And, of course, I am not saying, um, this is true. I'm not taking it for a fact. Could be true, could be not true. I don't, um, really know. Of course, again, I want to say on, uh, at the Blunt Report, I don't, um, really take everything as factual because I've, one, I'm not a fucking scientist, but I do play one on TV. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I don't fucking know a lot about this shit. I I learn as I go along, which is you know pretty much the way I like to do it. But um, there was supposed fucking response to the Arecibo um, uh, message. So quickly, the the Arecibo message was supposedly um, it was done in the style of a crop circle. Guys, um, if you guys know anything about that, you know, you guys know what the fucking crop circle is. Supposed messages from uh, a, uh, some advanced uh, alien race that end up in like fields of corn and all that shit, and, and I'm assuming uh, grains and all that bullshit. So, yeah, if you guys ever seen that shit, check it out. It's pretty fucking nuts. But it was um, it was supposedly done in the form of a crop circle. And in there, it it kind of looks like they're bouncing back, kind of like the same type of response in a a, a sixteen was a seventeen um, bit response, but um, it, it it depicts pretty much what we have, it, but their DNA and, and they're silicone based DNA. I don't fucking know what the fuck that means, but and also instead of of the depiction of the human little human being thing right there, it's an alien. So I don't know how accurate that is. But that, that was supposedly a response to uh, the Arecibo message. Now, I fucking saw a really interesting movie that I really loved. And it, it, even though it wasn't what I expected, it was fucking pretty. I loved it. I loved it. And the reason why I say this is because it's, it was kind of similar to another movie called Contact. If, if you guys ever seen that movie, that movie pretty much um, kind of depict. Uh, it's kind of what, what we're talking about right now is that you know, I think she works for the, I think it was Jodie Foster. She, she works for SETI and, and 
she's trying to search for um, extraterrestrial life. And now, in, in the movie, um, Jodie Foster, uh, I think she played, I don't fucking, I don't know her fucking name, I think her name's Ellie, I don't fucking remember her name. Anyway, in the movie, she plays this brilliant, you know, astronomer, scientist, fucking whatever. I mean, graduated early and shit, like, as fuck, and with honors, and she's just a, a fantastic, brilliant mind in the movie, right? And so, you know, she's, she's, you know, she's out there, yeah, I think it's New Mexico, I think, I, I think at where this, I don't know if this, it's in New Mexico, or uh, whatever the fuck it is, but it's, it's in a big old fucking huge uh, thing, I think it's like by the Grand Canyon or some shit, I'm not sure, whatever, anyway, so... She's uh, chilling on her car, and I guess she's listen. I guess she has access to her laptop, which connects to, to the observatory telescope radio thing, you know. And it's pretty cool. It's high. It looks like high technology for, for that time. So, she's listening to that shit. She's listening to her earphones in her car, you know, trying to listen to. She's changing frequencies on, on the, um, on the computer. And as she's changing frequencies on the computer or locations, all the fucking big ass antennas like move. So you know, um, but the only way she, the only reason why she gets there is because she's gotten so much shit. She's gotten defunded and all that bullshit and other projects that kind of were doing the similar thing with telescopes. And then she finally gets here and she's chilling in her car in the front. She's a nice convertible and shit. And all of a sudden you hear a, and she's like, what the fuck. So all of a sudden, like the signal gets signal gets stronger, and, and they fucking lock onto the signal and shit. And um, of course, she gets fucking. She goes no, She drives back to the fucking uh, to the observatory, and she tells them by by walkie-talkie, "Hey, get on this fucking frequency now. You know, let me know what you what you what you what you think and shit." So I guess fucking she she gets to it. She gets a signal, some sort of frequency, a message coming in. Long story short. All this shit comes in, military. I mean, it gets fucking huge, you know? And I think it's in the, in, in the, uh, I think, Vega? If I'm not mistaken, Vega? Where the fuck that's at in, in fucking space? But yeah, it's in Vega. I think it's Galaxy of Vega or some shit, or... I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, yeah, the Galaxy of Vega, whatever, Constellation Vega. And, um, she receives his message... And they're they're able to interpret this message, and um, I guess they figure out it's a digital message, right? It's it's like a, a visual, whatever, or a video. So, um, video comes in and it's all zoomed in, and she can't really fucking tell what it is until they zoom out, and it's fucking Adolf Hitler um, doing the speech. I think at the Olympic Games in Berlin, I think. So they're like, what the fuck? So long story short, and within that fucking video, they have like images, and it, 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 images they have fucking blueprints and shit, and they can't, they don't know what to make of it until you know they figure out how to fucking break them down and shit. So pretty much that message um, that they get gives blueprints to a machine and shit. So I'm not gonna ruin the whole fucking movie for you, but it's it's a good fucking it's a good movie. So this other movie called Cosmos. It's kind of like the same shit. Um, they're looking for for a um, life, intelligent life somewhere else. And when they when they're doing this and shit, they receive a signal as well. So I think they receive the fucking Arecibo. I think I'm not sure back. So, and in the movie, one of these one of these uh, scientists is fucking around, and he he goes and he, I think. 
listens to frequency 1420.163, if I'm not mistaken. And this is commonly known as the watering hole. A lot of scientists um, have listened to this or listened to this uh, uh, um, area of, of space where it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, if anybody was um, uh, was going to be sending a message, it would be there. It's called the watering hole. And it's, 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 I guess it's really quiet on, um, in that, I guess, um, uh, frequency. It's really quiet there. So I guess that's the, um, that's the optimal, um, uh, place where somebody would even send a message there. Somebody would receive it. Uh, that's more, I guess, um, it's like, I, I guess having the clearest band, uh, um, uh, for a radio station. I don't know. Some, some of these radio stations in California have two bands and shit. Um, and one sounds better than the other, so kind of take a picture like that. But um, yeah, man, that shit's fucking crazy. That that is um, really fucking out there. I love that fucking movie. I love. Or I really. I was raised, and I was you know uh, on the belief that we're not alone in this universe, and not and it's too much of a waste of space for us. But you know, my dad, you know, firmly believes in in, in all this shit, and I, I do too. You know, because it just can't be us. Whether if it's UFOs from another planet or whether it's humanity in a super duper advanced evolved race in like fucking like 200 fucking thousand years or some shit, you know, it, it, it it's it's pretty fucking nuts, man. So I love it. Guys, check that shit out. So um, we're going to do a bit of weed news. Fuck it. Let's do that shit. We always doing uh, we always doing uh, the weed news because we love the weed. Smoke it. Remember, smoke it. So, uh, Virginia, uh, their decriminalization law officially takes effect already one day ago. So they're they're the whole United United States it's is progressing because they see the 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 advantage to it. If if done right, if done locally, if done non fucking corrupted, like we know fucking shit gets done. It, it's hu- it's a huge advantage to local community, local schools, local businesses. I mean, yes, it's weed, but fuck beyond that. I mean, come on, dude. This is good money, good taxes, um, going to the right places if, if, if it's administered correctly. That's why a, a lot of these states are, are, most of the states that are not you know with it, they're getting with it because they know. One, right now the econ- their economy may be hurting because of local businesses. Businesses are shut down because of the whole COVID thing, so... That that's a huge fucking impact on the whole community. That, that lowers you know budgets for everybody, you know for the, for all that shit. So, um, um, so a month ago, uh, Gov- Governor Ralph Northam uh, signed uh, the bill, which would make the possession of uh, up to one ounce of cannabis punishable by a twenty-five dollar fine, with no threat of jail time, no criminal record. So that that's that's a huge step. How many how many innocent people? are in jail because you know a small fucking you know amount of weed ounce to or two and i get it but you know um let's talk about you know who's what the majority is in there it's just minorities um black men black women black um you know black community to be make up a huge part of 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 arrest in jail because if it was let's just say you know we, we know what it is. We know what the deal is. If 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 he would have been of the Caucasian nature, then it wouldn't again wouldn't have gotten that big of a fucking uh, uh, um, arrest time and shit. So we all know the fucking deal. So 
hopefully this takes a step forward where we can go ahead and just legalize this shit and also get everybody that is in jail for some bullshit fucking a bullshit fucking um, arrest on, on weed and all that shit and give them a lot of time. You know, that's fucking stupid. I know there's been a lot of stories where people are in jail for a long ass time for bullshit little fucking amounts of weed and they just fucking, they gave them, throw the book at them and shit, you know? So, I'm glad that's happening. Uh, before, uh, some of other, my other podcasts, I would be against legalization, but now it's 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 critical. I think that this 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 type of business, this type of crop, this type of you know um, uh, business will greatly impact in a positive way um, the local businesses all around the U.S. So they need to get fucking with that shit, really. So twenty seven states have now decriminalized cannabis, and um, and Virginia's decriminalization law is pretty much by far one of the strongest ones. So, um, it will pretty much prevent Virginians from being uh, criminalized and having their lives, you know, fucked up for a small fucking joint, like I said. And let's talk about people who had bright futures ahead of them, you know, future doctors, future lawyers that could have changed something. And and fuck, we relax and unwind in different ways. And that's probably their way of fucking relaxing. And then they got busted for some bullshit. You know, here we are. Fucking 2020 and weed still legal, fucking yeah, and it, it's really I mean it, it's been a, for a long time, people that are younger, people that are you know, um you know um, poor, you know people minorities, and I'm saying poor, you know, because I've been to that shit, we all been to that shit, so I've been impacted by by you know how, uh it's quote unquote criminal to have cannabis or possession of cannabis, so I hope this really. Um, takes another step forward to, um, of course, fixing shit up, especially with cannabis. I mean, come on, it's a, fuck, it's a fucking plant. It's a leaf. Like fucking Arnold said. <laughs> so, um, also, check this shit out. DC is trying to uh, pretty much campaign to get, um, uh, I, I, I guess, I don't know if decriminalize, um, but uh, get with the whole thing about psychedelics, you know? And, and of course, Psychedelics in small doses every day are um, huge, are huge, uh, hugely, are very uh, have a huge um, benefit. Of course, if you have uh, suffer from anxiety, depression, also, a lot of the people that take LSD in small micro doses are people at the people at um at Silicon Valley, those programmers that make you know the fucking cutting edge apps that you have on your phone and shit for Apple, you know, um, Android and all that bullshit. So yeah, man. Um, it, it, despite the coronavirus, people, have, uh, the board of elections and district council have been fucking letting them gather, uh, continue gathering signatures and all that stuff, so they can go ahead and um, 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 get with the whole psychedelics, psychedelics thing, you know. And of course, we all have to, um, we all have to heal it in a certain way. Of course, psychedelics is not uh, for everybody. I mean, I I think it would help uh, greatly, but of course, um. Again, um, just like cannabis, psychedelics are are, are, are put in it as, um, you know, this uh, category of dangerous drugs. Of course, if you take too much, you might have a bad trip. But under the correct uh, circumstances, under the, in the correct environment, and somebody that actually knows, and there's actual 
uh, organizations that are now popping up because uh, the psychedelics are becoming, um, I guess, legal in, s- in certain states or decriminalized in certain states. So there, if, if you guys look that shit up, there's um, a, a huge amount of doctors that are coming out and have an organization where they literally help you out. You come to their to their location and they set the setting and it's in a safe environment and they micro I don't know if they microdose you or they give you enough where you start, you know, um, having therapeutic effects to it. But excuse me about those fucking sprinklers. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty fucking dope. So, I mean, uh, of course, again, I always talk about mental health and um, always talk about, you know, being the, being cool. And if you want to hurt yourself or if you're feeling depressed or suicidal, always contact somebody. You know, and, and I'm not going to lie. I, I deal with that shit. Um, I still deal with that. And I'm trying to learn how to get out of that um, a lot. So I, I deal with that shit on my own, on, on my own accord, of course. Um, nobody else. I shouldn't fault anybody else, but, you know, nobody. You know, and I know some people are just depressed and, you know, are constantly in a bad mood and all that shit irritable. And I can't be like that. I got to push forward because, you know, I have a son, I have a family, I have a wife. So uh, a lot, all this shit I have to, you know, do for myself look out for number one because if I look out for number one and I'm 100% then I can look out for number two and number three so yeah yeah alright so enough of my ranting and raving about some shit and we're gonna go ahead and, and talk about that shit in the next segment voodoo Orleans and the weird crazy shit that goes on um, more specifically about um, Marie Laveau Marie Laveau she was known as a voodoo queen so Listen to that shit in the next segment. This is Cannibal the Cannabis Animal. Back at it again. Please, please, please. If... Oh, shit, I almost forgot. All right, so... um, If you guys... I'm, I see that on my platform, most of you guys listen to this on um Apple... Apple I, I was Apple Podcast or... Apple, Apple Podcast? Um, if you uh, get a chance, give my show a review. Um, if, if please comment, um, I want to see what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. You know, um, if you guys uh, like the show, what you don't like about the show, let me know. So uh, hit, hit hit that shit up. Uh, please, please, please rate this wherever you wherever you listen to it, whatever platform it is. Please rate it. Please comment. Um, I want to know what you guys think. Also, I want to let you guys know. Um, I want to start doing. I'm gonna start doing the uh, the the more paranormal side of things, of course. Um, if you guys have any stories, if anybody's listening out there, if you guys have any paranormal fucking stories you want to get off your chest, and, and you know, and, and nobody else wants to listen, or when when you when you have ever tried to uh, say this story to somebody, they don't fucking they just blow you off as crazy. Please yeah, hit me up. Uh, my uh, the uh, email for the uh, for the podcast is Cannibal Blunt Report at gmail.com so that's cannibal that's c-a-n-n n as in nancy a bowl as in you know weed bowl so cannibal blunt report at gmail.com or hit me up on my instagram at the blunt report uh hit me up on instagram all right uh, if you guys have any paranormal stories whatever you fucking got weird things whatever the fuck it is please um reach out to me and i will feature them on the show of course um uh yeah a bit of shitty news uh uh, I I uploaded some designs to T Public and the motherfuckers uh, took it down. I don't know why. All all the fu- all their uh, their there's a lot of fucking cannabis related designs on their fucking website. So whatever, fuck it. 
So they, they um, we're gonna put uh, the the merchandise on hold just for a little bit. We're gonna figure out a couple things with that shirt thing. So, but yeah, man, hit me up with those stories, please, please, please. Thank you very much for listening to my bullshit. Appreciate you guys. Stay safe out there for the next segment. Check it out. Cannibal the cannabis animal. Deuces. What is up? What the fuck is up? I am Cannibal, the cannabis animal, back at it again with another edition of the fucking Blum Report. That's right, baby. Coming in highly medicated. (laughs) Highly fucking medicated. Already getting into effect and shit. We are no longer smoking on the slurricane or the uh, ice cream cake because, of course, we ran out of that shit. So right now we are smoking on some ocean grown. Ocean Grown Kush. OG Kush. That's right, baby. What's up, what's up, what's up? Back at it with this motherfucking segment of Voodoo Orleans. That's right. Voodoo fucking Orleans. We're going to take care of that shit today. I'm going to talk about a little bit about Marie Laveau and her, um, how she grew up and all that stuff. So, uh, and how she became uh, Marie Laveau or uh, the Voodoo Queen. So definitely going to, uh, touch on that so uh, just want to say um, again like I always say during all during the last past uh, uh, podcast I hope that all of you are doing good for real for real hope you guys are doing great if not I'm really sorry about that and I hope you can find uh, the strength to get through this so I understand we're in a fucking weird weird um I don't even know how to fucking explain it anymore. I feel like we're in some fucking alternate universe and shit that whoever's whoever's fucking with the Hadron Collider and all that bullshit fucking around with opening portals and all that bullshit probably did it and knocked us off some weird fucking timeline. I don't fucking know. I'll tell you the truth. Again, stay safe out there. Please. Don't panic. We're not going to get into the whole wearing a face mask thing because, you know, that's teachers fucking on. But, um, yeah, uh, happy smoking. I hope you guys are joining me in this podcast with a blunt joint, edible. Just eat it beforehand and shit before you listen to the podcast because it takes a while to fucking uh, go through your system. If you guys are doing that, please um, continue doing that. Continue giving that support, even if you listen to this podcast once or twice in your fucking life. I really appreciate that. So thanks again. And let's take another fucking hit. I really need to fucking clean my bong. Because my shit, um, so rezzed up that I can't even fucking pull out the goddamn fucking bowl and shit to, to clear it. That fucking sucks. But anyway. Oh, fuck. I just cleared that shit. There had to be a fucking stem in there. Oh, that was a fucking nasty ass hit. Ugh. <laughs> what the fuck? Ugh. That was fucking disgusting. So, I, um,. I really know how it is or what it is to not have bud and shit and all that and you know some weird times but 
this fucking weed. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this shit. It's been there for a while. Of course, it's my weed. I don't give a fuck. But damn, that shit was fucking nasty. Oh fuck. This gave me stone though. All right, so let's get directly into it. We're gonna be talking about Voodoo fucking Orleans. That's right, baby. That's right. All right, here we go. Voodoo queens, vampires, haunted plantations, serial killers, and a high murder rate are just some of the things that the city of New Orleans has come to be known for. With its rich and dark history, this city has become a hotbed for strange legends and mysteries that have surrounded it since it was founded in May 7th, 1718. The state marks the anniversary of New Orleans, but the actual day that it was founded is unknown. Also known as the Big Easy, this city is a huge melting pot of French, African, and American cultures. Not to mention its unique spicy cuisine and lively jazz scene. Nola, as it is ha- uh, come to be called, embraces its festive spirit of Mardi Gras or Fat Tuesday, a carnival held in late winter, which is known for its rowdy street parade costume parties. <laughs> now, we all know about that shit. We all know about um, Mardi Gras. A lot of us started finding out, about, finding out about titties and girls gone wild through fucking Mardi Gras. So thank you for that, New Orleans. We love you. <laughs> real, real. Okay. So there, there's just weird shit around surrounding New Orleans. You know, it's it really is. And when it seem what it seems like is uh, people are there are really just. There's like over here in Cali, there's a melting pot and things like that. But over there. It just, for some fucking reason, I could, I can't fucking stop um, picturing that one movie from Disney and shit. The uh, Princess, the, was it The Princess and the Frog? I don't fucking remember. I think it was Princess, Princess and the Frog. Anyways, based on New Orleans, and I, and, um, I think it's fucking pretty cool because uh, there's this uh, voodoo guy in there that's pretty fucking evil and shit. But anyway, so, um, of course... Uh, one thing that I did not mention because my stoned ass mind is uh, stoned. We're going to be talking about, um, of course, Marie Laveau Voodoo Queen, but we're going to be also uh, talking about uh, vampires. Um, there's a story about two brothers that were known to be supposed vampires. So let's fucking get into that shit. All right. So. The story of the Carter brothers. It is Wayne and John Carter. This takes place in the 1930s. So everybody thought that these two brothers were normal, I guess, ish. They used to work in uh, the docks during the daytime in the city of New Orleans, where they pretty much handled fresh seafood off the boats. Um, Nobody really knew what kind of dark side um, they were living and all the shit they had to go through, uh, so, um, the, um, supposed story that these two brothers were not human, they were considered by most of the town to be vampires, so check this out, uh, the setting for you, 1932, early in the morning, you're chilling on the street, and all of a sudden, and, um, we're talking about what is now known as St. Anne Street. And these two live in a house. Um, 
directly on that fucking street. And let's say, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, fucking rolling your doobie and shit. Early, early in the morning and you see a little girl in the middle of the street covered in blood. Her her wrists are, are slit. So you call the authorities. All that shit happens. So that's what happened. They called the authorities. They rushed um, to her aid. Took her to the hospital. And in, uh, when they started, you know, investigating and getting into the matter more deeply, um, that she they cut her wrist not because they wanted to kill her, but because they wanted to drain her of her blood slowly. So they didn't really like super go into the wrist like that, but they cut her in such a way that they could drain her whenever the fuck they wanted to, which is fucking weird. So, she the the little girl stated that these two uh, uh, men were vampires. They would feed on feed on her, and not only her, but more people in that house that were uh, held captive every night. So they went to um, they went to this house, and of course they knocked the motherfucker down. Maybe back then warrants weren't weren't a thing and shit, right? Um, of course, nobody was home. They started making ra- making their way around the whole house and upstairs. They found 15 bodies scattered across one room, and they had all of them had similar cuts. So most of them pronoun- were pronounced dead. Uh, I believe some of them survived. I think three, uh, including the girl. Well, four, including the girl. So these brothers weren't fucking home yet. And the police wanted to fucking set a trap for these motherfuckers. So, the police thought, well, fuck it. They described them. They're not that fucking tall. They don't look that fucking strong. Well, they seem don't seem that strong. Let's see what's up. So, they set up 10 of their biggest motherfucking pigs. I mean, excuse me, officers. <clears throat> at the house to, you know, fucking ambush these motherfuckers. Wayne and John Carter. They had a shop of horrors. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a little bit of a little wing shit. Anyway, so when they got, when the brothers got there, um, they all fucking dogpiled the motherfucker. What's up, motherfucker? Freeze, bitch. On your fucking knees, motherfucker, now. All that bullshit, right? Or how how were they fucking talking back in the day? And the motherfuckers were five, six tops. And they weighed less than 160. And they took over. They fucking ragged all, all these fucking officers, knocking, knocking four of these motherfuckers out, and these motherfuckers jumped out the fucking floor, top floor of the balcony, and they fucking, check this shit out, gracefully landed on the road, like, crouching tiger, hidden dragon, if you guys ever seen that shit. So, they didn't necessarily land, but they, gl- I'm, I'm guessing they fucking glid down. Is that even the fucking word, glid? Glowed? Like, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they went down. They went down softly. If you guys um, that makes any sense, like a fucking cat. So these motherfuckers are strong as fuck, but there was not a little, not the sharpest uh, tool in the shed. You know what I mean? Not very intelligent. So of course these motherfuckers check this shit out. I mean, and you would think you know somebody with at least the minor. Um, intelligence or or, or or IQ of fucking lag uh, lag nut or lug nut whatever fucking um I would think hey let's stay away 
let's fucking jam out. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know, that's it. Let's skip town. Back in the day, they were going to go fucking chase him down. And, and, of course, you know, it's not like now where you're going to fucking go on a manhunt unless they were, like, really, ser- like, serial killers and all that bullshit. But, so these motherfuckers decided to chill out first. And then uh, they fucking went back to work <laughs> uh, the next day. So when they got there, the, the cops got there as well and rest their stupid asses. As, as they should, fucking dumbasses, motherfuckers, murder, piece of shit. And um, a few days later, they were found guilty of their crimes, and they were hung in the town square. So as people started talking around town, hey, motherfucker, did you hear about that motherfucking shit, that the vampire? I know motherfucking shit, that's crazy. Because uh, gossip and all that shit in town has probably been the same way, just different wording and shit back in the day. So it always has existed. And we're talking about weird shit, right? Talking about gossip, maybe that's why the um, the Salem Salem witch trials happened because somebody just decided to be a fucking puto and an asshole and shit and started making rumors about this chick. And there you go. Started witching, witch hunting and all that bullshit. So, they were found guilty. And, of course, as I stated they kept talking and talking and talking about vampires and nah, this, this, and that. They decided, well, let's, let's exhume their bodies and investigate. So they wanted to know why they, the brothers wanted, loved to drink blood. And I don't know how the fuck you were going to be able to tell. Because unless all, all the motherfuckers are trying to exhume the body or, or forensic fucking, um, um, you know, in the forensic forensic business and shit, or I don't know, I don't even fucking know what the title, title of that. Um, <clears throat> the guy that does autopsies for forensics and all that, you know, you know, what I'm talking about that shit. Too much fucking Law and Order. Don don. <laughs> anyway, um, fuck. You know what? Let's take another fucking hit. Lagging on that shit. That one was a way better hit than last last hits. That shit was fucking nasty. Anyway, so when they exhumed the bodies and opened the coffins, nobody was there. That's it. They were empty. Empty. Of course, no bodies can decompose that fast in two weeks unless there's like worm activity. All worms get in there. I don't fucking know. But. Um, a lot of locals believe that they never died. Never, ever died. They just probably moved on to other cities and, you know, killed more people. Exsanguinating them and shit. So, the home that these brothers used to own is still there. Think about that shit. And the story goes that around Mardi Gras time the brothers return back to their old home. The The existing residents have told stories about the brothers who commonly make appearances. They spoke of one evening where they came out to, uh, where, where, when they, excuse me, they spoke of one evening when they first bought the home that they, um, that they noticed two people on the second floor balcony. And they went out to fucking say, what the fuck, man, get the fuck off my balcony and shit. Uh, and uh, they disappeared into thin air. As a lot of vampires are commonly known to do. 
that's probably just um if vampires were real that's probably just folklore from the fucking movies and shit and you know or it could be true who fucking knows um um i know well i don't know for a fucking fact it's just hearsay that e that um i don't know if they had offspring or they um or they had like a actual close close blood relative you know not not like a third cousin second cousin but like an actual cousin i don't know and they were also buried in the same spot and they didn't really see them either there so it's kind of fucking weird right i mean uh, let's it's a possibility because in reality um we only know what is in the history books and not in actuality you know maybe urban myths around different towns in the world or, or you know the u.s and mexico has has um legends of of some vampires i forgot where the fuck it is what exact location and i, I and a long 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 time ago when the you know, of course youtube didn't exist and all that bullshit right i was watching it and the only reason the only way i would get like paranormal information is uh, once once in a while the spanish news uh would actually you know do special reports on the paranormal because of course um i think it, it depends on how you're raised. Maybe you not to believe in the paranormal, but believe that things are out there, and there's uh, spirits and ghosts that roam the earth. You know, yada yada yada. Whatever you believe, I'm not saying. Um, I'm not um, admitting this is entirely true because I've, I've gone through my own shit that makes it me believe it's true. Of course, you don't have to believe it if yourself. But they, uh, you know, Latinos have a tendency to believe in the paranormal. More than um, uh, any um, people that I've met before, you know, uh, and then I'm talking about Latinos, you know, from all kinds of um, walks of life and all kinds of uh, races, you know. So it's a tendency to be to be um, superstitious and you know believe in the supernatural and curses and mal de ojo, you know, <laughs> the evil eye and all that bullshit. So, but. Yeah, that's the only reason. That's the only way I would get my paranormal news here and there. Would be they would do a story, and they did. They did a story about a vampire supposedly that was found. I don't know if it it, it, it was a it looked like a fucking cave, right? And they had him in a glass case, and all around this glass case, um, it was it was like sealed perfectly, and um. The skeleton had supposedly a gold dagger with really beautiful jewels. And, you know, it looked like it. I mean, it looked like real gold. Of course, it could have been fucking fake. Or just to call people for... Or call... Make a call to, you know, tourists and all that bullshit. But, I mean, who fucking knows? You never fucking know. I've heard stories about vampires and real fucking vampires. But not the ones you see on, on television. Not the... You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to suck your blood. All that bullshit. None of that. Before we continue, I really want to go ahead and and, and talk about our sponsor. So, uh, this Blunt Report podcast is sponsored by Weed. Smoke it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get fucking tired of that. You know what's up. Let's take another hit, baby. Yeah. 
yeah, that ocean grown fucking putting it work. One way or another, honestly, I am never without, and I'm very thankful, and I'm very grateful for that. Because I know that it might seem like I'm just a fucking plain old stoner, but of course, um, I'm not going to lie. You know, we I have to uh, go ahead and control anxiety in my, in my body and my mind, which uh, weed really helps with that. And so, yeah, I mean, I might uh, seem a stoner uh, on top, but really there's a deeper meaning and a deeper reason why I smoke. Of course, spiritual. Anyway. Yeah, let's get into a little bit of the voodoo queen, Marie Laveau. So, it was, it's a, this is a kind of sensitive subject, well, that leads to, of course, her being Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen. But, of course, this is, it starts with her grandmother, and she was taken from Africa as a slave. So, you know, on sensitive subjects and shit, we all know that that should happen. And that's one of the most fucked up things that could ever happen in fucking history, uh, period. So, I just want to get my opinion on that. So, uh, fuck slavery, all that bullshit. Um, yeah, her, her grandmother was taken from Africa uh, at seven years old. And she eventually bought her freedom. And, you know, got out of that slavery bullshit. So, she became a businesswoman. She started... Uh, owning, um, she owned her business and she owned her home and she worked to the bone to try to get her, have her five children set free because she, they were, she was, her children was, were born into slavery. So Marie Laveau's, uh, or Marie Laveau's mom was born into slavery. So Marie's mom, Marguerite was owned by her fa- own fucking father. <laughs> but of course that, that was a sad reality back in the day. In the 18th century, which is, I don't fucking understand how the fuck that is possible. I mean, I don't understand. If you fucking, I don't know, I don't fucking get it, man. Like, your own daughter, your own bloody fucking stupid ass shit. That's bullshit. Anyway. Um, this led up to, uh, um. So, that's what was reality uh, during the 18th century until the Emancipation Proclamation, which I will not get into right now because it's too much. <laughs> um, so, um. Her mother, Marguerite, was free uh, from her father at 18. Uh, of course, they had arranged marriage, and she fucking had, was forced to marry a rich white man. She kind of fucking sucked. But, you know, she she, she tried to uh, remain positive to the whole thing, and she still wanted to, you know, she still wanted more out of life because, of course, she did not love this man, but she had three children by him. So, um, of course... Um, shit happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of you might know a, a lot of shit happens. And she, uh, her mother, um, Marie Lebo's mother, Marguerite, fell into a a affair, and she fell in love with a man named Charles Lebo, and he happened to be the son of uh, one of the most um, most important New Orleanian politicians at the, at the time. So of course, all this shit happens. Um, they had a kid. So, uh, she was kind of scared of, of what might happen to uh, her um, her daughter, Marie. They found out that they, uh, you know, of course, had a baby without out of wedlock. Which, I don't know how the fuck that's possible. How do you not know that um, your wife's pregnant? I don't, fuck, I don't even know how that fucking works. 
no disrespect, no, no disrespect to Marie Laveau, of course. Uh, so she decided to have her gra- her mother uh, raise her, uh, her Marie Laveau, raise her daughter. So Marie Laveau was raised by her, her grandmother. Um, <clears throat> of course, you know, it doesn't really say a lot about, about her childhood because it, it, it was just pretty much a normal childhood. And she, of course, like many people, got married at 18. But, um, well, she got married to a a, uh, um, a man by the name of Jacques Perry, a Haitian immigrant. And, of course, the weird thing about this shit is that he disappeared all of a sudden. Um, it could have been that she, uh, he abandoned his wife uh, to return to Haiti. Uh, but there's not a lot um, known about why the fuck he vanished and shit. So, um, <clears throat> um, of course, later on, um, she made a a uh, uh, a man, uh, Christophe Glapion, and he was a a French nobleman, and of course they they started a relationship, and um, uh, apparently she fucking birthed fifteen children uh, during her time with Glapion. So, um, but the crazy thing about it is only two survived out of all the 15, which is fucking, uh, fucking sucks. So it was Marie Heloise Eucariste Glapion, which was, she was born in, uh, 1827 and Marie Philomène Glapion born in 1836. So, um, they would both continue the, uh, the work of the voodoo queen, um, uh, later on in life. So, um, uh, she also, um, she also bought slaves and of course, um, have, you know, have them freed uh, later on. Of course she hadn't worked for them and things like that. And so they would, um, do, you know, do work around the house, or whatever the fuck or businesses and, you know, eventually got their freedom. So that was fucking crazy. Uh, um, and that's pretty awesome because she was known to be a very charitable woman, very caring woman. So, but of course, <laughs> that you wouldn't fuck with her. Even if, nobody had to tell you you wouldn't fuck with her because you know what's up. Try to make your fucking dick dry up and fall off or some shit. <laughs> so, Marie Laveau was uh, taught the practice of voodoo by an African, uh, a alleged African prince from Senegal. Dr. John, so she became his um, uh, his successor pretty pretty fast, and she was the I guess you want to call it main attraction of the uh, of the uh, Congo Square. So Congo Square was some uh, a spot where slaves and um, free um, um, black people would, would gather, and you know they would barter, and it's kind of like a swap meet kind of thing. If you guys know about that shit or flea market, what the fuck it's called, and um, <clears throat> uh, it uh, and people or um, uh, uh, slaves were actually free to roam around um, after mass on Sundays um, due to the code noir or code black, which you know that's pretty much self-explanatory. They would be able to be free after after mass because of the religious reasons i'm assuming so they would do that um they would uh, they would celebrate with songs rituals dancing 
until the nightfall. Of course, why the fuck wouldn't you do it if you have one fucking day a week and it's not even a fucking full day of, to be free and you're a slave, you're going to fucking do whatever it takes to be happy that day. So, um, yeah, she was pretty much the center of attention. She would, you know, sell charms, cures, do chants. She would gather intelligence on her fucking, uh, and her, on her most elite clients. The, the ones that fucking paid the most fucking price for that shit. So, and she, and, and I think a lot, a lot of it had to do with showmanship as well. And she would walk around with a, with a snake on her back and all this stuff. And people would shout Queen Marie, Queen Marie, you know? So I, to me, it seems like Marie Laveau was very important um, among the community because she was very compassionate. She would visit, visit the sick you know, and try to help, you know, with, and the and also the poor as well, so, um, you know, that's what, initially, I think, the whole, the whole thing of voodoo, you know, was, you know, of course, she has really clients, but with that, you know, she could help other people, you know, not, not just with voodoo, but, you know, maybe she could put in some money for, for things, I heard she's very char- charitable, so, of course, that, that could happen as well, so, Let's talk a little bit, just a little bit about about voodoo, and what it, it kind of is. If you guys don't know about a lot about that, of course, um, we're gonna throw the whole paranormal thing in here because that's what we fucking do. That's how we do do. That's right. Let's talk a little bit about voodoo. So voodoo is a or originally a West African um, uh, religion. Now, it has a lot of uh, different things that that it's like a melting pot. But one of the things that I've had have heard before is that voodoo and Christianity go hand in hand because they believe in um, uh, the Christian saints and, uh, and voodoo spirits. They are pretty much on the same plane. So, um, they, um, it's some practitioners and teachers, um, think that voodoo and Catholicism are, um, in in conflict be, but, um, in the popular culture, both saints and spirits are believed to act as mediators, uh, with Catholic priest or voodoo, uh, legba. So, um, you know, that's what I've heard before. Now, there's a lot of singing too. There's a lot of, um. Uh, different things, uh, I, I think there's like drumming, you know, not your fucking, but you know, your, your rhythmic drumming and things like that. So this was popular. Um, it, it was popularized later on, of course, now more with the, the, uh, you guys know about the fucking TV show, American Horror Story, Coven. Um, there, um, she was featured in, in that, um, in that story. So it was pretty cool. Um, it, it, of course, it, um, it, it's, it's just a, a, a crazy thing, because there's a whole thing about voodoo dolls, and, and, uh, and people think that this is used for, for harmful use. Voodoo's not meant to be harmful to anybody, but, um, some people believe that, and sometimes more of the religiousness that believe that shit. Now, M- Marie's style of voodoo was called is called Louisiana voodoo so I I don't want to get too much into that shit 
because you know I, I don't want to sound like, sound like a dumbass and not know what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, um, and Louisiana Voodoo is the the um, the open a- a belief that they could adapt the Catholic pro- Catholic practices to Louisiana Voodoo. So I just find that really interesting. Um, I mean, I I I I just don't you know believe that this is it. it I think it is how you use it and how you perform what you're performing it for, what the the and the the end result you want. Of course, some people may be fucking um, not using it for the proper um, reason and trying to harm somebody. Of course, it's a big big no no. But you know, people do that shit. I don't know if it's. I just believe this shit is true. Shit is real. So you know, because I know. I have a family that used to perform shit like that. So, I know that for a fact. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch a little bit on on the whole voodoo subject. Also, really really crazy thing. Uh, I heard somewhere that you can find out who's trying to harm you or who's your enemy, I think, or something like that. Who's trying to harm you or nobody can come in and harm you in your home, if um, you put red brick dust, I'm actual like brick, you know bricks. I don't know if you match that shit up, but if you put red brick dust, brick dust, a line of brick dust on the um, the your front door, and if somebody doesn't want to step through it or doesn't want to come in, that means they want to harm you. So that's a whole like. Um, Voodoo thing. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cool and shit. You guys want to try that? Um, um, there is a lot of stories that, of course, you know, it, it could be true, it could be not, it could be exaggerated, but there are some stories about her powers and how she knew a lot of spells. And this information came uh, from her uh, clients because she was also a hairdresser. So that's how she got mo- most of her. Her clientele and all that stuff. So, um, these are just some of the little stories that 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 went on. So, she it, it goes to say that she ha- helped a the son of a very wealthy and prominent aristocrat. So this was uh, this um this son was um from a very important family very wealthy family and this motherfucker raped a young raped, raped a young girl um and it doesn't matter her class but she was considered lower class but respectable class which I don't find is bullshit and everything pointed to this motherfucker being guilty everything they had evidence you know what I mean so um <laughs> I guess the motherfucker got off he 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 got off with that shit, and um, so she was promised a uh, a new house if she could succeed with getting her son acquitted. So she went to um, the morning of the trial. She went to Saint the Saint Louis Cathedral, and she was in the altar altar rail for for many hours, and uh, with three guinea peppers in her mouth. So, um, she sneaked, she sneaked into the cabildo, um, 
well, the old seat of the uh, French Spanish French Spanish justice, and then she left the peppers under the judge's chair. Uh, on his doorstep, she uh, placed a a, a gris gris or a charm bag of powdered brick, <laughs> and uh, she pinned a note on the front door declaring that she uh, that the young man was going to be innocent. So pretty, she even fucking she even signed the fucking note with her name, and she believed in her own fucking power. Um, of course, <laughs> back in the day, that justice is, justice is still fucking blind, like now. But back in the day, the uh, the the fucking jury made up of a uh, of the same type of aristocratic fat cat playboys that had uh, committed the the same type of crimes. So um, of course they haven't been punished because they have money. That's how it is, you know. Real talk. Well, we've all fucking seen this shit on TV. And I, I don't know who the fuck it was, but some guy fucking raped a girl and he fucking walked. Uh, I don't know when the news, but that's some fucked up shit. So, she was in, I guess, one of the seats in the crowd. You know, I don't know. She's buying a fucking hot dog or some shit. I fucking know. And supposedly, the verdict read not fucking guilty. And um, the crazy thing is that she um she for some fucking reason um the paper had one of her hairs um uh you know um so that's fucking weird one of Marie's hairs so uh, and and as she watched them fucking read the not guilty verdict she knew that she had the power so the uh, father kept his word being very grateful he gave her a new house on Saint Anne Street. Which is the same fucking street that the Carter Brothers vampires were on to. It's crazy, right? So, uh, her family lived there until 1881. When uh, Marie... Until she died. So, um, that's just one of the fucking stories. Uh, I don't... (laughs) I mean... (laughs) So this... (laughs) I don't even know where the fuck this motherfucker... I don't even fucking get it. Uh, <laughs> so this motherfucker, the young man that raped a woman, had the fucking balls and the gall to start going to church and give thanks for his good fortune and, and and uh, you know, repent for his sins. You are saved and all that bullshit. So he was fucking determined to marry the girl that he fucking raped. <laughs> I mean, fuck, yo. Either, damn, that's that's a slap in the fucking face right there. But this not that's not the whole fucking story. All right, this is the fucking story. So this motherfucker, um, again went to Marie Laveau, and she promised that the girl that he fucking raped would marry him within one month. So she made him a little charm bag, a gris gris bag, contain, containing. Uh, quote unquote love powder, Stockholm <laughs> feathers, pul- pulverized lizard eggs, and donkey hair, probably from his balls, <laughs> which he had to wear around his waist. So, um, uh, she took hairs from various parts of his body and then spread them on the, on the lady's doorstep, probably pubes as well and shit. I mean, it makes sense, right? So, um, the the girl kept turning this motherfucker down. One day, as um, she uh, she met him when he, she was coming into church, 
and of course, um, um, she was as she was leaving, she turned to run because she didn't want to fucking even deal with the motherfucker. Fell and sprayed her ankle, and the story goes, he tenderly picked her up, begging her to let him get him to a doctor and take her home. Impressed with his solitude, she yielded, kissed, and she fell in love. <laughs> what kind of fucking bullshit is that? If that's fucking true, damn, Marie Laveau has had super duper fucking powers and shit. Um, the next day she married him. And uh, that was it. That's it. First time I heard this fucking story, I, I kind of had a fucking like pause for a second and think like, what the fuck is that all about? I mean, for real, who fucking marries a rapist? And some twisted shit right there, for real. Uh, that's, um, <laughs> that's fucking weird. So there is another story that I, I heard and I read somewhere as well that she saved two slaves from being hung. I don't, I don't know if that that's um I don't know if I exactly remember it, but it was around like 1852, and they were uh, convicted of murdering a, a young uh, girl servant, a name Marie, and um, she was employed by Madame Chevillon <laughs> while stealing a large um, sum of of money and shit and, and from the madam's home. So Marie Laveau visited the these slaves, and um, every day. While they, you know, waited execution, she took them food, she talked to them, she prayed for them. And the morning of the hanging, she put, she took them a pot of gumbo and pretty much stayed until the last minute. So she was out there in the crowd to watch the execution. And of course, I guess back in the day, all executions in New Orleans were, were then public. So um, when, the, when the men were brought out, they were highly fucking like fucked up and, you know, intoxicated. So, um, Marie had not given him any drinks, but, um, um, uh, story goes that the, um, somebody, um, I guess, I don't fucking know what happened, but somebody fainted and screamed and shit, because I guess there, there was, uh, like clouds gathering above, like, you know, that shit. It was, um, it was a clear fucking sunny day. All of a sudden, black clouds everywhere, heavy. A lot of fucking wind and made fucking trees. It was like something out of a fucking movie. All of a sudden, burst into crazy ass fucking wind. Children cried. Um, I guess women were, were kind of comparing it to the crucifixion. They had the crucifixion and shit. It was fucked up. So, um... The uh, men were, of course, um, placing the chairs and blam, put hoods on on their heads, and that's it. They fucking let the trap door go, and so you know they're all fucking uh, hanging and shit. Um, the men were fucking. Uh, they went through the little hole. The ropes broke. And that was fucking it. So, uh, it was fucking weird. Um, I mean, imagine 
trying to get people off and for execution fucking Marie Laveau just comes and rescues your ass so um the, yeah that's fucking crazy uh I think of course like they were saying maybe these stories are a little bit exaggerated who knows maybe they're not we weren't fucking there and of course I mean why would you even have a fucking reason to to make up some shit like that that's some that's some crazy ass shit real fucking talk I mean powers of voodoo spells and charms and rituals and of course I believe um legally the uh, voodoo practitioners are legally um able to make sacrifice like I think um for chickens and things like that and it's of course if it's your religious belief then it's your right to do so and practice that in the United States and I don't know about Rastas though Rastas um, Rastafari Rastafari or Rastafarian uh, religion and even though he, you know that's used uh, cannabis is used for that still not a um, it's still frowned upon so that fucking sucks if, if you could fucking cut or, or sacrifice a chicken you know uh, humanely for the practice of your religion of course you should be able to fucking smoke weed too fuck know what I mean so yep, yep, yep. That is the fucking podcast. Um, of course, I don't want to fucking make this a little too more long winded than than it is. Um, we may have may have a part two of Voodoo Orleans. Who knows? We may fucking not. Of course, we are exploring our possibilities here at the Blum Report with um with new um just new shit, new topics. Of course, we're gonna still we're gonna do a couple of topics that are not. Um, uh, UFO related and and and, and um, you know paranormal related, of course. Again, I want to just ask of you guys if you have any fucking stories that are paranormal based or any weird shit that you experienced. If you saw a UFO, if you saw a cryptid, you know Bigfoot, whatever the fuck it is, let me know. Hit me up. Hit me up on my on my on my Instagram. That's uh, at the Blunt Report, or hit me up on my email at Cannibal. Uh, cannibal blunt report at gmail.com so I uh, spell cannibal c-a-n-n-a b-o-w-l so cannibal blunt report like canna cannabis and bowl like weed bowl so cannibal blunt report at gmail.com hit me up with your stories um i want to go ahead and, and start doing that um we're going to start on on, on this uh um, this uh, story is about just if anybody's listening and have weird fucking shit going on or something that you want to get off your chest paranormal wise that nobody believes you and you feel like you need an outlet and you want to speak up because it's really bothering you fucking do it hit me up I won't make fun of you I'll keep it in mind and, and, and of course I, you know I'll be serious about it so um, I know we have a fucking stupid element here uh, of, of just silliness and shit but when it comes down to, the, to that um, I really can to make fun of people's stories because of course I, I have stories of my own and, and some people won't believe that shit I don't know how you feel so hit me up please hit me up with those fucking stories I want to go ahead and sign off with these with a fucking bowl I mean the fucking hit of this bowl so sign off with that shit you know Oh, shit.
<clears throat> cannibal the cannabis animal, baby. We out. Look for more fucking podcasts coming up. Stay safe. Love you guys. Thanks for the support. Smoke some weed. Drink some beer. Exercise. Get your fuck on. Do the damn thing. We're all champions, baby. Yay, yay. Only if we want to, though. Peace out.